they are young people who have no parents or no family that they can turn to, and so they have to turn to the streets, which has just been really difficult to see because yeah. I have a little sister who's 16, and yeah. there's people there that are 16, and I'm like, how did this happen? People of Creston City, people of every everywhere around the world, this is David Christopher Pacheco. Hi, my name is Kimmy. My name is Arthur Ortiz. Been in Denver since 1973. Okay, so let's just talk in circles for a little bit. <laughs> just talk in circles. Yeah. Just shoot the breeze a little yeah. bit. Now they see beyond what I look like. They see what my actions are and say, hey, that is a good person. A lot of people say home is home is where the heart is, but my heart's in many places. It's just I don't know where home is. Welcome back to Homeless But Human. Here with you today is Blake. And here with you today is Shayla. And we have some special missionary guests, Luke and Megan, two of the representatives from one of the street teams in Denver. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, thanks. So what team, what street team are you representing today? 20th. That's it, Luke? That's yeah. it. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Tell us a little bit more about your street route. How many are on it? As Shayla likes to say, what's that flavor of the yeah, route? Yeah, give you us, know? give us the, set the scene. What's the flavor? Well, there's six of us. We have the biggest street Whoa. team. That's a lot of people. Three girls, three guys, three second years, three first years. Wow. Okay. So even split. Yes. And even split with girls and guys, too. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. But, yeah, we have a huge team, and we also have a huge route. So we're around all the resources. There's shelters on our routes. There's food lines on our routes. There's what we call tent cities because there's just people camping yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Which is the scene of downtown Denver right yeah. now, which mm-hmm. all the Denverites know that. And from out of town, it, it becomes pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Do you guys cover, like, how many blocks are you covering when you're walking <laughs> your route? It's hard to give an exact number. Sometimes we stay like within two blocks and just have very long conversations there. Yeah. Sometimes we go all the way from Holy Ghost to Samaritan House. Which is quite a trek. Which is quite a trek. Yeah. Yeah. I think today we probably walked over two and a half miles. But then there's days where we literally don't get around the block. We will run into one person, start a conversation, and then run into another person and yeah. end the day there after talking to two or three people. Wow. So does your team stay a group of six or do you guys break off? And We usually walk in pairs. That way we can cover a lot of ground. Yeah. And people also want to see different people across the route. Sure. And then other days we walk in two groups of three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But never really a group of six. Just yeah. Because it could be a little intimidating. Yeah, no, totally right. Like, <laughs> honestly, a group of six of us, what's up? Yeah. yeah no, it, it would like, looks be kind like of an, fun to try one. Nah, it, it looks like an ambush, right? Yeah. It's like, it's it's not good. I mean, if I was sitting on a street corner and I had six people walk up to me, ooh, all right, that's a little, that's a little nerving, you yeah. know? We all say hello at the same exact time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's We're just, in sync. Yeah. <laughs> that would be rough. I'm wondering because you guys, I think it, this is pretty well known and. You guys come across such a wide variety of people. And like, I think one of the more transient routes, if, is that true? Yes. Yeah, because sure. you just have, you're around the resources, you're around, um, you know, the tents and, and things like that. Maybe just speak into that a little bit of like the different types of people that you meet. Like, do you have people that are consistently there or is it more so that transient population? population yeah. Yeah, we have some consistency for sure. So like with the street sweeping, we'll have... We'll have a group of tents that we're pretty well acquainted with on like 22nd and Stout. They'll get swept. They'll move down to Champa. And then like the next week they're back at 22nd and Stout. Sure. 
And it's usually like the same people. Um, it's kind of cool because some of our friends move in groups. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. So that's really cool for consistency and just yeah. getting to see like as many people as we want to at the same time. But then there is a lot of transients also. So I feel like usually a couple times a week we'll meet like one or two new people mm-hmm. on every walk. So yeah, we see a lot of new faces, but then we also do get a good blend of seeing some old friends. Mm-hmm. Totally. And the tents, I mean, those are new to Denver, right? But it is different. Mm-hmm. Like the Auraria food line who we were talking with, right? The same people come every day. They don't stay there. They just come to eat, right? The resources you guys see, they're in and out. But the tents, you're you're walking into their domain. Yeah. Sure. What's that like as your team? How have you navigated that? Any reflections from that? It was definitely really intimidating in the beginning because it was like, how do I get someone to come out of their tent? You know, especially when it's cold. Oh, it's like, I wouldn't want to leave the warmth of my home if I was warm at some, like if I eventually got warm, you know? So a lot of it is just having to ask if they need anything. So that's why we bring like water and socks out. And hopefully we kind of take a while to like put it somewhere so that they actually unzip their tent, speak to us, tell us their name. But we also, I think I've started to like recognize tents, which is nice. And some of our friends are like, we always hear y'all before we see (laughs) (laughs) y'all. And so they'll- uh, you probably on a quiet route, you know? Yeah, they're like, there's Megan again. I'm like, What did Pitar say the other day? Pitar was like, Megan, I hear you. Listen, I'm in my tent. I'm warm. I'm not coming out. Love you. Have a good day. (laughs) I was like, okay, Pitar, thanks. (laughs) What What an endearing message. No, literally, he was like, I know you're there. No, I know you're there. It's okay, but I'll see you another time. I was like, thanks, uh, Batar. Love you. See you. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> oh, I mean, with your, with your laugh like that. Yeah. Like, I, I think they can hear you from He's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mistake that laugh. I'm like, <laughs> I appreciate that. I really do. Yeah, and one of the reasons, like, the team brings those, you know, you're not just wanting to leave water bottles outside the tent, which, which can have its merit on some days, but, right, mm-hmm. not trying to have it transactional, but relational. Mm-hmm. Right, knowing you guys are going out, not bringing full meals, just conversation starters, showing our friends we care about you. We know you need water today. We know you may need socks. Mm-hmm. But we want to we talk to you. We want to, like, encounter you. We're yeah. not here to just give you things. Yeah. So I love that. The new, the new ways to get people to... <laughs> you know, acknowledge your presence. That's great, Megan. You guys are probably a fun bunch to be out on the streets with. Yeah. That would be a wild time. We try to be. <laughs> I'm curious to, interesting. Yeah, to hear more about, because you are around like the resources. Yeah. And just for, for anyone that's in Denver or has driven through Denver, you can like very prevalently see homelessness on 20th street and like around, around 20th street and those streets around it, there's tents, there's people. It's like, when I think of homelessness on the streets, that's what, that's the yeah, route I'm absolutely. thinking of. And so I'm, I'm imagining there's like, we're obviously probably not the only sort of people, outreach workers that are going up to these people. So like, what do you think the homeless are thinking about you guys? Like as you're coming to approach and you're, you're just coming to, to, to chat, yeah. uh, whatever it might be, but like, what do you think their perspective is of you? Or maybe how has that changed since you've gotten to know them? Yeah, that's a good question because they do receive a lot of, there are like a lot of other outreach programs sure. and we do encounter other outreach workers and we all kind of like wave and say hi to each yeah. other. But yeah, between us and our friends though on the street, we, uh, we've been called like angels, uh, friends, mm-hmm. confidants. Jesus um, people. Jesus people. Jesus yeah. people. <laughs> we, are, we are known as the Jesus people at Urban Peak. 
yeah. <laughs> they actually recently I was talking to one of the girls that lives at Urban Peaks. So this is youth shelter. In, so. in Urban, yeah, Urban Peaks, a youth shelter, yeah. and we're yeah, we have very cordial relationship with all the resources down yeah. there. Yeah, and I was talking to one of the youth that lives there, and. She was just saying, like, nobody knows what being homeless is like until you're homeless. And I was like, oh, I can only imagine. I was like, there's a lot of craziness out here. And she said, she was like, yeah, there is a lot of craziness. And, and Brogan was like, who's another guy on our street team, was like, do we bring, to, like, craziness to it? And she was like, actually, y'all bring a lot of, like, calmness wow. and peace. And, yeah, there's a bunch of just teens that don't really have a lot of guidance in their life. I mean, they're homeless at yeah. 16 years old, but they call us the Jesus people and they, they just like that. We go to talk. They always yep. say that they're like, y'all don't want anything from us. Y'all aren't trying to yeah, convert us on the spot. Yeah, like, not trying just, to proselytize. Yeah, exactly. Like they're like, you actually just want to get to know us and you want to be our friend, mm-hmm. which has been really cool. Like they see us as just friends or like big sisters and big brothers, which has been just such Aww. a gift this whole entire year. That's so sweet. That's huge for a population that clearly had some sad, some rough mentors. Oh, for sure. Right. Yes. And may, maybe there were some bad decisions made on their part, but that's a lot of circumstantial at that age, you know, mm-hmm. to be out on the streets and so many people who want things from them or are trying to use oh, yeah. them and for the Jesus people to come. And I love <laughs> that they call you that, but they also say you don't preach at them. Like what a yeah, good combo, right? Like that is the best. They always, they The first time they were like, are y'all offended that we call y'all that? I was like, that's quite the compliment, I would say. <laughs> I'm team Jesus, you know? Yeah, 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 right? I want to be, be a Jesus person, so <laughs> thanks. And oh the, yeah, they're always gosh. like, we, we like when y'all come around. Like, it's fun. Luke walked one of them to school one day like yeah. a big brother. It's <laughs> oh. one of my favorite memories. <laughs> Share more about that, Luke. We were, I was walking with uh, Angelina and I think there was a... Angelina is one of our missionaries. Yes, yes. Angelina is f- another uh, 20th Street team member. We were going down Broadway and we were crossing the street and we saw Izzy, who is a client at Urban Peak. She is in high school and she was walking down Broadway and we caught her. We asked where she was going. She said she was walking to school. We asked if we could go with her <laughs> and... Uh, I think we were kind of cramping her style, but she did let us walk with her. (laughs) Yeah, it was just like a really good memory. We walked like five blocks uh, up Broadway towards her high school. And uh, yeah, I felt like a big brother. (laughs) I asked her about it a few weeks afterwards. I was like, I heard Luke walked you to school. And she was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he did that. But it was fun. But I mean, he was... It was, it was almost embarrassing, but then, like, there people were like, why do you have Jesus people with you, you know? And she was like, I was like, they're my friends. I don't know. He just asked if he could walk me, and I was like, uh, that's totally a big brother move. Yeah. That is so <laughs> real. Oh, a teen moment with the big brother, Luke. How has that been for you guys, mm. working with teens? I mean, not many, as Shayla mentioned, this is a unique route in many ways. The teen population is unique. Thankfully, mm-hmm. a lot of the teens... The teens get, you know, picked up quickly by Mm -hmm. Urban Peak and some of these other ones to get them into these programs to help them. But how has that been knowing you're just almost a little older than them, almost peers in some ways, big Mm -hmm. sisters, big brothers? When I think about Urban Peak, it's always it can be really hard because I always think it's like the epitome of broken relationships and like. They are young people who have no parents or no family that they can turn to, and so they have to turn to the streets, which has just been really difficult to see because I have a little sister who's 16, and there's people there that are 16, and I'm like, how did this happen? You know, like, I can't even imagine my little sister being here, but it's also been 
just the coolest gift this year really for me to just like dive into their lives like they, they see us and they're like come sit down like we'll show us tiktoks that they think are funny and yeah. at the time they're not but it's like yeah but it's, it's just like i'm like diving into their culture yeah saying the things they start to say like slay or, <laughs> or i don't know i'm like picking queen, up their yes yeah, queen, queen. <laughs> picking oh. up their lingo but yeah it's just i mean the fact that they like trust us with their stories has been just honestly humbling the fact yeah. that they like care enough about us to like let us into their lives the way that they have a lot of them are getting into housing which has been cool to see too yeah. like the transition of them from urban peak urban peak does a really good job of um housing them and getting like once they're 18 and yeah we've just had the opportunity to have one of our really good friends from urban peak like now he's in housing and we still are able to like meet up with him get coffee with mm -hmm. him he works at a coffee shop and he'll give us free coffee oh, sometimes. Man. He's like, y'all get the friend discount. And I'm like, this is it. You wow, know? that's like, so great. Yeah, we're friends. Okay, thanks. But yeah, it's it's hard. It's really difficult because it's just, it like breaks my heart to think yeah. that like either they're orphans or runaways or yeah. yeah, they just don't have anybody to go to. And so it's just been a really, a huge gift to like get to know them mm. and be there as just like people who just want to listen when nobody else does. Yeah. And to see the community that they have amongst themselves is also really incredible. The way they look out for each other and provide for each other. Mm. Do you have any examples in mind of that? I'm thinking of like one in particular. <laughs> so they're actually, they're having a wedding this weekend that we got oh. invited to. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> it's at Benedict Fountain Park, which is just funny because that's where we have our lunch in the park. <laughs> but they're making, they're bringing a potluck. It's a potluck. Everybody brings their own food to the reception because it. they want to like take care of everybody and like what everybody wants. Aww. Like the different, I guess, like your food choices. Yeah, you know? preferences. Uh, yeah, your preferences. But uh that's one thing. Also, another one of them, this really struck me one time, was, like, she got a tattoo of a bee on her arm. And I was, like, asking her what that meant. And she was just, like, bees can't survive without community. And, like, mm. Urban Peak has taught me that. Wow. That I cannot survive Whoa. without community and that these people care about me in ways others haven't. And I was, like, that's just crazy, you know? Like, at this young age, she's just, like, realizing that, yeah, she's nothing without people around her. And, mm. like, got that as, like, a reminder every day that she needs people and she needs community. Yeah. Wow, what a gift that you get to be a part of that community. I know. She was excited to show me the tattoo too. She was like, look at what I got. I was like, let's go. <laughs> That's so sweet. No, and it's, yeah, as you share that, it's like seeing that daily. And how can you not just be filled with obviously hurt and like mm -hmm. sorrow, but also gratitude, realizing how those are things the average American doesn't think twice about. Like, oh, hey, I have a place to sleep and someone who trusts me and isn't, you know, using me or abusing me mm -hmm. as a teen. Yeah. And then I can go on from there. Right. And we, we talk about that a lot of like, how do we approach that? Right. Mm -hmm. How do we approach that? Knowing that we had this moment of just a lot of generosity. And I think the best thing is, is to approach it with gratitude, yeah. right? Not guilt, not frustration at, our own our their state of life or even that we had something they didn't but just being like wow lord thank you for what i had yeah. now let me give back yeah you know and calling them to that life mm -hmm. that hopefully they'll have for their kids someday you know mm. for sure I remember the first time that the Urban Peak kids came to one of our lunches. So they came to our lunch in the park. And Megan, I think you remember this too because mm -hmm. you were you talked to them on that day. And this was earlier on in the year, this, th this year. 
And I just remember like wondering as, as someone who's overseeing like the volunteers and the food and everything, I'm like, who are all these kids? Like, where did they mm-hmm. come from? Like, surely these aren't like volunteers yeah. that signed up for today. I would have known about it. I'm like, who are these kids? And then come to, to find out that, oh, they're, they're homeless or they're, they're in a tough situation. They're, yeah. they're from this place called Urban Peak and just my heart was broken. Mm-hmm. And I think Megan felt a, felt a similar thing. And what a like incredible thing that you get to be a part of it and like go and visit them after your heart was so yeah. moved just from the first time that you met them. Yeah. I was never, I like never expected them to actually show up, you know? Cause like right. we showed up the first day, we we're like, Hey guys. And they're like, who are y'all? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. we go back the second day. I like remember their names and they're like, you actually listen to the things we say to you. And I'm like, I remembered your name, you know? And like, yeah. I'm like, that was everything. Wow. Yeah, I just like picked up on their names, you know? And <clears> so <throat> after that, we invited them to lunch in the park and then like seeing them show up, I was like, I almost moved to tears, I think, just, like, I can't believe they actually showed up because, I don't know, it just shows that, like, they do, in some way, like, they do care about us as well, you Mm -hmm. know? And, like, this was at the very beginning of our relationship, and just to see that was, I mean, yeah, just incredible. Yeah. And when we feel loved, we want to be around that, Mm -hmm. right? Like, those those youth that you're encountering, like, they know you care about them, and they may not be able to say that. Mm-hmm. But it keeps him coming back. Yeah. You know, I love that. And like like her describing her time with Luke walking her to high school. You know, she like kind of liked it, but didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of did, but but didn't. like like every like older brother, you know, yes. like, oh, yes. this is embarrassing. Or even yeah. with your parents, like, oh, this is embarrassing. But like. But I kind of like thanks, it. I love you. But thanks. Yeah, but, thanks. Yeah. but seriously, don't. Luke, you went to close like, Don't talk to before. anyone. You know, it's like. Oh, I love that. I'm, I'm curious to hear from both of you because you're both first year missionaries. So you've been at Christ in the city for, what is it? Eight, eight or nine eight months. months now, eight, nine months. Something like that. Is it missionary life walking on the streets? Is it like, is it like what you thought it would be? Yeah. I came in with a very open mind. I didn't know what exactly to expect, but like that said, community life has been way more than I could have imagined. Like yeah. It's, it's been a roller coaster for sure, but the ups definitely far outweigh the downs. It's been a huge blessing to get to be a part of this and live in the community and then also walking the streets. Like I find in a weird way, I find a lot of reprieve walking on the streets and uh, getting to meet people who really can't wear masks in a lot of ways. They they don't have literally anything. So they don't have any like gout or pomp to like, hide their brokenness yeah there's no hiding yeah there's no hiding uh everything is just very real and very honest and that has been really transformative for me has that helped you to be that way i would say yeah yeah definitely like getting to uh indulge in those conversations with our friends on the streets and hear them express their brokenness i express my brokenness to them uh it's a two-way conversation every time Mm mm-hmm and just getting to do that and be a part of that has definitely helped me grow speaking with anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I really didn't know what to expect for especially the ministry aspect of it. I had done some homeless ministry prior to coming to Christ in the City, but it was at a food line. And so being placed on a route that is a lot of blocks and just a really big route, it's completely different in that aspect. A lot of that comes from the inconsistency of our route because there's so many people just passing through that sometimes you don't see people for a while. 
So that's been difficult, I would say, but then it makes it like all the sweeter when you see someone you haven't seen in so long yeah. and you're like, oh my gosh. And they remember your name, you remember their name and it's like nothing, you know, really changed. I also, I think, never imagined myself being such good friends with the homeless. I can remember like one of my favorite memories, which is funny to say, but I was like having a terrible day on the streets and I was like, I need to go. Like, I don't want to be out here anymore. Like... It was just one of those days, and I passed by one of our friends, Zach, and I hadn't seen him in a while, and I was like, Zach, I'm so happy to see you. I'm not doing well. I'm sorry, and he just, like, gave me the biggest hug and just, like, mm. sat, sat there and was like, it, it. sometimes it's like that, but, like, it's going to get better. It's okay, and it was like the, wow. I never imagined I would allow myself to, like, let the homeless see me in that yeah. as, in that way, you know, just to, like, see that I am not always laughing or not always like having a good time but like for him to just like meet me in my bad day and just like hug me and be like it's gonna be okay you know and mm. I was and like console you yeah I know I was like so consoled by him and I was like yeah. this is just the craziest experience and even though it was like yeah such a bad day it was like such a god moment to have or like to walk by him because I have not I had not seen him in months and I was like yeah oh my gosh hey like I've been you know like wanting to see you also I'm not doing well and he yeah, yeah. <laughs> And yeah, he just like received me in that. And I was like, wow, thank you. Like, thank you for actually being my friend too, you know? Yeah. But that is friendship. Yeah. It can't just be one way. It can't just be everything's going well. This is great. This is great. How can I help you? How? No, like we must let ourselves be helped. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like for Zach, I'm sure that day from now on, it's like, okay, she let me help her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what friends do. Mm -hmm. right not everyone has a good day every day yeah you know it's like friendship cannot be one way and i think that's one where i think time and time again our missionaries come in i did this as a missionary as well thinking i'm going to be their friend and i only thought that as i'm just going to give them things and love on them and i forgot about the reciprocal love right right that yes. is that must be there for friendship uh -huh. right like you can't hide like luke said you know it's like their walls are down while on the streets as missionaries our walls are down too like yeah. it's it can be tough to hide from people who, man, their their level of putting up with crap is, yeah, they, they can see through anything. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's crazy. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've, I've been amazed by, like, the pursuit and friendship from, from them. Just, like, the ways they pursue my street team. I just, I'm, I'm thinking of a few examples. Like, our friend Jason shows up to the park every week, even though, like, it's never close and he doesn't like big crowds and he's always like it's because i love you guys and i'm Aww. like okay thanks <laughs> or one of our other friends patar he's like uh, an incredible dumpster diver he can find anything you need okay <laughs> and so wow one time he found this cross with like jesus's face on it and he kept it because he was like megan i know you would really love this oh i love it so for any of our listeners who are in a city that has that sort of visible homelessness, do you have any like tips or advice? I know sometimes people just yeah. don't know quite how to interact or even how to just like react to, yeah. to those. Maybe they'll just like completely avoid those blocks. Great question. So like, what is your advice to, to someone who is maybe on their way to work or on their way to somewhere downtown? I would say like one thing I've learned is like, I think, people can be afraid of the homeless, but like they're a lot less intimidating that you, than you would ever believe that, you know, like they're just, they're human, you know? And yeah. so a smile goes a long way. Mm. We passed a woman today and just said hi and smiled. And like, she was like, Oh, hi. Like, God bless you. Have a great day. You know? And yeah. so I would say like not being afraid to say hello. And it's not like you have to stop and have a conversation, but 
just saying hi and smiling has been like such a game changer for me Mm -hmm. i also would encourage like sharing your name first i have that's been like huge is like Mm -hmm. saying hi they say hi and then i'm like i'm megan and so good to meet you and i think that like opens up a way for them to like feel comfortable sharing their name as well because sometimes i think it can be like why do you want to know my name oh i've heard that yeah (laughs) i had to change that approach why do you want to know my name i'm like (laughs) oh yeah you're right why do i and so i'm like i'm you know i'm megan like share who i am first and like maybe something about my day before getting into theirs yeah i love this smile so good yeah just smile Mm -hmm. well thank you both we yeah, appreciate thank you. you. Well, thanks for yeah, having thank us. You that was so fun. Thank you to all of our listeners who tuned in today. Yeah, and thank you for sharing the stories of 20th Street Team, the the widespread route with six members. Yeah, we were really happy to, to hear your stories today. So thank you. Yeah, thank you all. And to all those who are in that heavily homeless areas of our country or world, yeah, just start with that smile. We leave you with that, and we thank you guys so much. And let's pray for those teens as we go forward. So thank you all. God bless. And we will see you again next time. Peace. 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 (laughs) Thank you for joining us on Homeless But Human today. In order to keep producing this content for you all, we invite you to consider joining our known and loved monthly giving community. This is one of the most impactful ways that you can join us on mission. Your monthly gift sends missionaries out to the streets day after day and helps us to continue recording and sharing our podcast. It's our vision that every city not only has soup kitchens and shelters, but communities who are committed to helping the homeless know that they have a home in us. And what is home but a small taste of Christ's infinite love? Visit ChristInTheCity.org and make a monthly gift today to join our known and loved community. And if you enjoyed today's episode, do us a favor and go hit subscribe and leave a review. To get more involved with the mission, visit ChristInTheCity.org.